0: Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and I'm really excited because Joshua Smith, the great Joshua Smith is here today and I've known this guy and actually I've been your secret follower for like almost a decade, like just in the background and we got a chance to meet a couple weeks ago and I'm like, please, please, please come on our podcast. And today's edition is dominate your real estate business. Top tips from a top producer. Joshua, thanks for being here today, man.
1: Yeah, no, I'm honored, man. I truly appreciate your support, the kind words, but uh, yeah, I love it, man. I'm, I'm massive honor to be here with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, we're going to talk about building businesses. I know you've built an amazing real estate practice, but let's rock through like your story first. I want the audience to know who you are, what you've done in the industry, and just kind of how you are in the world. That, that Let's start with your story, man.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I got into the business in 2005. So, I was 23 years old. And just like most things in my life have happened by accident, if you will, you know, right? Like I, mm. when I got into the real estate business, I, so again, I was 23 years old. I was managing a health club at the time and uh, I wanted to open up my own gym, but I was college dropout, you know, didn't make good money, thousand dollars to my name, couldn't get a loan. So I needed a way to just go out there and raise capital and bank capital. So in 2005, real estate market's booming, very similar to like it is today. You know, from an outsider looking into the industry, my perception was everybody in real estate is crushing it, making tons of money and just seemed like it'd be the right vehicle where I could just jump into three or four years, work my ass off, wasn't married, didn't have a family. It's like, man, I can just go out there and at least a, a, enough of a down payment, you know, right to, to yeah. go out there and acquire a gym. And, you know, I always say that through that journey, real estate became my obsession and health and fitness is my passion. So I just really just fell in love with this industry, man, here in 15 oh, years it. later, here I am, dude. So, you know, I had jumped in though and just grinded hard, man. I had a great first year, 40, brought me to a, a capacity and this is 2005. So there was no sign, there was no smartphones, there was no, yeah. you know, so it, Took longer to do deals, but I hired my first assistant, started my team going to my second year, and now been running my real estate team for 14 years and still loving every day of it.
0: What made you stay in the industry? I mean, obviously, you're passionate about the, the working out and exercising and staying fit, but you know, once you got in there, what was like, oh my God, there's an opportunity or what caused you to say this was my industry?
1: There was really two things, and it had nothing to do with you know working with buyers or sellers and just loving helping you know people get into their dream home. Not that I didn't enjoy <laughs> that. That wasn't to the core. That wasn't it. You know, right? Number one, yep. I've never yep. seen an industry in my life that cre- there's more opportunity out there. I mean, you can go from a zero like I was when I got into business, nothing in my name, you know, right, to in six months, making more than doctors and attorneys. So it's just endless, the opportunities are endless, and it's the most level playing field out of any industry. You know, right. I'm ten, uncoordinated white dude. So if I had a a dream and a vision of going pro in the NBA, you know, maybe I'd make it, but it'd be, it'd be tough to do that for me. You know, right. We're in real estate, man. it, It doesn't matter how tall you are, how short you are, fat, skinny, how thick of an accent you have, like nothing at all is just based on your commitment you know right so yep. you know that aspect man just I've always loved that aspect of it but then the the time that it really clicked is when I started my team you know realizing the impact that I could have as a team leader you know right bringing in agents that I could mentor, that I could coach. I and mean, really at a high level, not only could I coach them on the health and fitness aspects. That's a you know huge part of our business and our core values. And, you know, right, mm-hmm. every week everybody has to set a set of personal health commitment in our organization. And you know, we really push that as well. But you know, I started having teammates come to me just in tears. They are like, look, man, I've I've lost 30 pounds. I'm in the best shape I've ever been. I, and I'm also making more money than I've ever made. And you know, I just been yeah. able to have that impact, man. It was, you know, so combination of those, a combination of I could go out there and make the money that I wanted to make with endless opportunities, plus the impact that I could have uh, was much larger than the health and fitness space, you know, right? And I just, the combination of those two, man, it was just game over for me after that moment.
0: That's cool. When you look back at your journey, because you're in the practice, you're doing it every single day, you have a team, you're kind of in that top 10 of people in the industry. When you look back, there's always a turning point. There's this moment in your life where everything clicked or everything changed or everything got really good. For you, when was that? And what did you learn in that moment? And what would you share in terms of value for the audience today?
1: Yeah. So, and this might be different than, than other guest answers that you've had on just because, you know, it's one of those things where I've always done a lot of deals. And I don't want to sound yep. cocky or arrogant with that. Look, guys, like I've worked my ass off. You know, right? Like I'll, yep. I'll get agents I'll be like, how'd you get your first, you know, client under contracted within four days of the business? I'm like, well, I did 12 open houses in my first four days. I was doing three open houses a day. I'd work, you know, right? It was just, I mean, I'm that, I'm that guy that I have no problem working 18, 20 hour days, pulling all nighters. Like I, I love the hustle. And I don't try to do that today with a family and so forth, but at the time, you know, yeah. right. So, you know, even when the market crashed, I'm able to pivot and, and go from being a top traditional agent to a top REO agent and, and so forth. But the big turning point for me, was about four years into the business, I got to a point where I was making more money than I'd ever even fathomed that I could be making in this industry, you know, because you don't know what you don't know and what's possible. But man, I was more miserable than when I was broke. And what I realized at that moment that I set the wrong target. And ever since then, once I've gotten clarity on the right target for me, that's when the gains changed. And what I mean by that is, in the beginning, it was, as I mentioned before, like, I just was here to stack cash. sticking and tired of being broke. I needed to raise money. And so, I was just focused on making money, making money, making money. Money is great. Yep. But when you get to the point when you're working for him to midnight, you know, my wife and my, at that point, I, I had, you know, I was married now. I had my first kid. I live a half mile from the office. I'm going four or five days in a row without seeing them. And, and I'm in my late 20s, mid to late 20s at this point, and, dude, like just chest pains and so much stress. And I didn't set the right target of why am I doing this? What, what does this look like? And so now how I approach business and what that moment and that learning lesson taught me is I look at a business as a vehicle, like none of us live to work. We work so we can go out there and live. So a business yep. is a vehicle that allows you to live that life that you want to live. And it's like, look, okay, look, if I'm willing to give this five, 10 years of my life, how long it takes to create a successful business where that business must eventually reciprocate and give back to me. So I had to get really clear on that. And it changed not just knowing of every day what I'm building, and why I'm building and why it's important, right? But then from a daily decision factor. So I had to like boil down like what are the things that are most important to me? Well, eventually right. for a business to get back to me, man, like I don't mind the work, but I want to have freedom of location, freedom of schedule, as well as I want to make the money that I want to make to create the opportunities for my family and, and ultimately make the money that I want to make and be able to do what I want, when I want, with whom I want, you know, right? That, that right. to me, long-term is, is what I want with a business. So- I also had to start changing my lead generation, my marketing, how I set up, like everything had to allow that future thing to become possible, become a reality, you know, right? But then once I got that clarity on, again, when that, what that end game goal is, I had the right target, but I could start making the right daily decisions because all success is at the end of the day is the right daily decisions made each and every day, all throughout the day that compound over time into the success mm-hmm. that you wanna create. Failure is just the opposite, wrong small decisions, you know, made each and every day throughout the day. Well, how do you know if you're making the right decision or wrong decision if you don't have clarity on what that end game vision looks like? And I think that most people, I mean, you got 99% of humanity that ends up dying on, they're on their deathbed and they have this massive shoulda, woulda, coulda laundry list and they die with a heavy heart of regret, you know, right? So, We've got to spend time, man. Like, what Reverse engineer life. Okay. Hey, like when I'm on my deathbed and I'm reflecting my life, how do I want that conversation to go? What do I want to have accomplished? What are the things that I regret? You know, right? So, when, when we start long-term, big picture long-term, well, now I can reverse engineer that.
0: Let's talk through what are the your best steps for people who need to get in that digital game like you did so many years ago?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the first thing that I wanted to say there is, is that It works and nothing doesn't, right? So they have massive success without getting into digital marketing. I mean, if we lined up the top 100 agents on the planet, they'd all have different lead generation strategies and so forth. But it's about identifying what you want to do, what you enjoy doing, what you like doing, where your ideal client is and so forth. And that might be networking events, that might be open houses, that might be through repeat referral business, you know, right? Um, But if it is digital marketing, because it just comes down to, man, like, okay, you've got tactics and you have strategy tactic, if you only focus on the tactic, you're going to have pain for the rest of your career. But if you learn to master strategy, if you understand it, you master strategy, boom, it will create wealth for you throughout your business. And it'll be a game changer for you, you
0: know, right? I think the question is like examples of programs that you've built. So the challenge that real estate people have, and I'm guilty of this too, is I needed to build a program, right? And I need to have a paid program, an email program, a text program, a call, you know, like I need a whole digital marketing situation. So I just wanted you to talk through like what your program would look like for the audience so they could consider their own program, like a divorce program, a move up buyer program, a first time home buyer program. Like the holistic approach to digital marketing is probably something that you could really add value to.
1: Yeah. And I love this stuff. And this is where, look, mastery happens with this stuff. It's technical, which I know most of us that are in the space aren't tech savvy people. Look, before I got into real estate, I never had a, you know, yeah, I'm a millennial, but I'm like at that very far end, almost the cutoff of not being a millennial. So it's kind of that foreign age where like technology wasn't quite infused yet. So this is stuff that I have to learn constantly out of myself. But this is why I said earlier too, like, I want to look at things that I enjoy doing you know, but there's a learning curve to it, you know, right? So then from there, we got to reverse engineering. Before you start any type of marketing or any type of prospecting or anything, you've got to have the sales machine built behind it. Like I always look at like the marketing, the ads, that's kind of like the pretty shell that goes on top of the car. Well, what's underneath that shell, man? They've got the infrastructure, they got the engine, they've got all of that. Well, you got to have that You know, one thing that we really push in our team is before we let's just say a brand new agent that joins our team, before we want them going out there and lead generating, like there's five things that we need them to do. And it might take three weeks to 30 days, you know, right, to get these down. But number one, you have to have your tracking system uh, in place. Like you got a per lead source, you got a be tracking yep. how many lead, how many conversations, appointments set, conductions, yeah. clients, closings, know what your cost proposition is, how much effort goes into it. So tracking system set up and we're old school, like it's all Google Drive. It's all free, Google Sheets. If you can't be resourceful enough to overcome that little obstacle, you probably should just drop out of this industry. And I don't mean to be a dick, yeah. but it's just you yeah. be resourceful. You put be it, work, right? So, okay, number one, your tracking system. Number two, you gotta have your CRM dialed in and set up it doesn't matter which one it is that you gonna use. It's, it's the the one that you're going to spend the time with, invest, master is, is the best one for you. But thirdly, your listing and buyer presentation, you know, right? Like get that set up, get that dialed in, know what you're going to present. Because if you look at those three, if you're not tracking your numbers, knowing what's working and, and what's coming in, you, you don't know how to scalp and so forth. So you're never going to have successful degeneration. lead generation. You don't have your buyer listing presentation set up. You, you might convert them to an appointment, but you're never going to convert them to a client. So these things kind of make yeah. sense, right? The fourth thing is your past client and severe influence uh, strategy in place, right? Because that's one of the biggest faults of real estate agents. You just need to get it dialed in. And then the fifth thing is market knowledge, you know, right? I mean, spend time and jump in, spend an hour a day in your MLS, spend an hour a day driving neighborhoods and getting to know the neighborhoods, your product, and you got to know the area that you're servicing and then the product that you're servicing. Mm -hmm. You know, again, a brand new, totally green agent, fresh out of school within 30 days, we can have those things dialed in. But you got to build that machine. You know, so, so here's an example. Right. When I get a Facebook ad that comes in or a Facebook lead that comes in, they get an auto uh, autoresponder email, autoresponder text. Yep. They're going to automatically get set up on our thousand day custom pre-written email and text strip campaign. Um, yep. then we're physically going to go in there and set them up on property alerts. Um, um, of course, we're going to call them in the first, you know, the, hopefully with as soon as possible within that first day. Um, they're going to get calls over the first 14 days. Then they're going to get called every 21 days for the first year and get them on the phone. We establish a connection. We know what their expectations are, what they want, what their timeframes are. Then that will adjust what a follow-up plan is. But you've got to be like, nobody has a lead generation problem. They have a lead conversion problem. To I me, mean, a real estate agent has a lead problem. I mean, every human being out there, that's a potential lead, not the issue. So you got to have that machine in place. I'd spend 30 days interviewing every divorce it turned out to lunch that I possibly could, finding out. What are the pains that, what are the questions? What are the pain points? Yeah. What, what are they going, what, what, what's keeping them up at night? You yep. know, right? Then I would go to everybody that I've known. We all know a ton of people that have been divorced. I go to everyone yeah. that I knew at a good enough level that I could ask those same questions to. And then I'd put together a guide, you know, right? of of That would help them answer those questions. So when I'm starting my yep. Facebook funnels, you know, right, it'd be offering a free guide if I'm calling them. Hey Joshua Smith, my home group just uh, my home group just you know this isn't a sales call. I'm not here to sell you anything. I, I, I just uh, uh, my records indicate that you're going through a tough time, and I just want to reach out and uh, uh, you know first off say I'm sorry that you're experiencing this tough time, and and you know share your story. I think it's really important to attach like maybe you went through a divorce yourself, or or when you were a kid yeah. your parents. So then I could sit there and say, you know, when I was when I was young, my parents went through divorce I know how hard that is on families and look my heart just goes out to, to those that are going through the same situation and You know, right? So if you have a question, just reach out So i'm checking in with them every single week offer value 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 So when they hit that pain point boom, they're thinking of me and want to go with me, you know, right? So just thinking about that you guys and really when it comes to digital marketing that is the key, is content, 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 content. Why, why you see podcasts like this, you know, right? Like why, why is Daniel doing these amazing podcasts with giving you guys free content? Cause he's having an impact on your life and, and hopefully you're able to go out there business. And as you grow and expand and you need help in your business, like I need an assistant. Well, it makes sense to, to go with my out desk and hire a VA, it's way cheaper and more effective than going out there and trying to do this on your own. Yep. He's giving value to you first, you know, for boom, you know, right. And we, so that's content creation is about that.
0: Well, I think you brought up a point that I think most business owners forget real estate, but most business owners don't do is that 25 interview, 25 interviews with the attorney, the 50, conversations with somebody who's been through it before like the delivery of that content the discovery of going through hey what are the FAQs what are the pain points understanding why somebody chooses somebody when they're in that situation that's the piece that most people just fall flat on when they're thinking about digital marketing so I'm glad that you brought it up I wanted to emphasize it because I think it's important speaking of digital marketing, I want to wrap up. You just wrote a new book and it's a completely free book. So I, w- I know that there's a lot of value in that book. So I want to, I want you to talk about it a little bit, give it away to the audience and uh, just really appreciate you being here today and being with the show and sharing, you know, massive value for people just because of who you are. I just want to thank you for that.
1: Yeah, no, it truly means a lot, man. So wrote the book. It's, I've had it for, I don't know, just a few weeks now. And I, you know, I had resistance to a book just because I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily a writer plus, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. get a lot of value out of books personally. So I wanted to write a book yep. the way I wanted to write a book. So, you know, first of all, most books are written to be sales lead magnets and so forth. So I was like, I don't want yep. to do that, dude. Like I just, it's just a value give, you know, essentially I'm breaking down. My top forty, just over forty tips. I think there's forty-seven tips in there. My top forty-seven tips for real estate agents, just to dominate and grow your real estate business um, from all yeah. aspects of the business: from goal setting, to uh, daily routines, to time management, to you know a CRM setup, to setting up you know and running Facebook ads, to doing successful open houses. Each chapter is is a different in-depth hardcore tip uh, for real estate agents. Again, just to go out there and, and to the book, read it and be able to dominate their real estate business. So dominate your real estate business top tips from a top producer. You can go to Smithfreebook.com. When I say it's free, it's 100% free. It's not one of these paid plus shipping. It's a digital download that you'll get right to your email box as soon as you opt in. And again, this industry has changed my life and I'm just trying to impact and give back to an industry that had such a massive impact on my own life.
0: I love it. Joshua Smith, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time and your willingness to share with the industry.
1: It's an honor, my man. Truly honored to be here. And thank you guys that you're here with us and listening again. I truly appreciate you being here, and this is an honor.